0: Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Jeff Chamillion back again with the Leveling Up podcast? What's going on? What's going on today? I want to talk about financing. Today, I want to talk about um, getting loan, um, business loans, getting, you know, being qualified for you to walk into a bank, to know what you have to do, to know how you have to get ready, you know, to be able to to go into a bank, to go into a financial institution and speak to a loan officer, or to a lender. You know, a banker, whatever you want to call it, it's all the same thing. To speak to one of these individuals on how to go about getting, um, you know, getting approved for for a loan. Um, to me, from my experience, you know, it's all about my mentality. It's all about mindset. So, you know, um, in the beginning, when I first started my career um, as an entrepreneur, I thought it was very difficult to get a loan. You know, based on um, the criteria based on the requirements, but one thing that I did come to find now it's all about relationship. It's all about you know knowing um, working with the with the lender to have a relationship with that person so that person could educate you and teach you on what you need, um, how, how to go about qualifying and getting yourself in, this, in a position to, to be able to you know get the funds that you are requiring. I mean that you are looking for. So today, I have my maid man here. Mike Reed absolutely. Eastern Bank. So Mike's here today so we could have a conversation about whether what I just said is true on you know or how to go about you know getting yourself approved or getting yourself qualified to be you know um, to get those funds that you need to help you level up help you get to the next level with yourself, with your business. So Mike, what's going on? Thank you for being here today.
1: Absolutely, man. I want to thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it. I mean, I see a lot of different things you're doing in the Mattapan and Boston communities. So always an honor and pleasure to be here.
0: I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank you. So a question for you. How did you level up today?
1: Oh, man. I mean, how did I level up to where I'm at today?
0: No, no. Just, you know, typically on a daily basis when you wake up in the morning, what did you do to you know, level yourself up, man. Absolutely, Leveling man. up is a you know it's a way of life. Every day we level up, we get better with time. You know. Well, not to sound corny, man,
1: but uh, obviously every morning I wake up, man. First thing I do is I, I pray, man. You know, I am very thankful to be here. Um, you know, I'm having a great life, great success in business. Um, so I always look at a contact list that I do the night before, mm-hmm. and then I always try to make five calls to just some networking individuals that I work with um especially in real estate and in business. Oh, awesome. so you have to keep your mentors close obviously. Um so
0: I try to talk to them daily. Awesome, awesome, awesome. That's great. So tell me more about your journey into you know, the banking world, the, the money lending, because you're the guy, look at this, man, looking all smooth in Absolutely, here with the suit, man. man. You got you to ta- try, you got to try. Talk to us, man, Please. The purple's for everybody. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Talk to us. How was your journey into this industry? How, what got you in here from?
1: Believe it or not, actually, uh, interestingly enough, I just spent like a lot of years in retail. So mm-hmm. I, was a, I was a manager at Circuit City. I was a manager at Best Buy, Sprint. Um, and one of the things I didn't realize when I was younger is that all those transferable skills work well in banking.
0: Um, And so
1: for someone that grew up kind of in a poor family, didn't necessarily have a lot of planning around savings and financial literacy. Mm -hmm. One day I just decided, you know, if I'm going to get my own finances right, it'd probably be good if I go into banking. I had a sales background, customer service background. Um, So really, once I did that, uh, my life took off in an exponential way um, just because of the fact that I was educated myself. And mm-hmm, then I was mm-hmm. able to meet clients. And, and you know how it is when you're around a lot of people that are motivated, making money, um, really trying to do something um, significant, you start to have that same type of, of desires.
0: Absolutely. So that built
1: to me. And I, I just took it from there.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, what's your favorite thing in being in the banking world? I mean, I know you, like you just said, helping people and, and yeah. talking to them. So, what's your favorite thing on that?
1: So, my favorite thing in, in all honesty is a, it's, it's transformed over time, mm-hmm. but lately it's become financial literacy. Uh, I mean, there's so many people that are not learning in school, just basics, how to write checks, how to pay bills on time, how to proactively save. Um, So I I love volunteering for nonprofits. Um, I love volunteering, obviously, in in the the minority communities that are a little bit underserved. Um, And and so every day I try to at least set a monthly goal of volunteering 10 hours, uh, whether it be giving food at a church to the homeless or just be overall, um, just, you know, sharing the knowledge that I've had over finances.
0: You know, it's interesting, my wife actually mentioned that to us other that we should start doing such a thing, you know what I mean? Giving yeah. back and, and really making a staple of something that we do, you know, either every Christmas or Thanksgiving or, you know, around right. those holidays. So we, you know, definitely going, going to have a conversation yeah, about man. doing such things. Yeah. You should,
1: man. Every every time I'm kind of going through a, a difficulty in life, mm-hmm. I, I kind of do something like that. And and so recently me and my uh, 14-year-old son did... um giving meals to the homeless, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it puts your challenges in perspective, man. We're not really going through what a lot of people, we're blessed, you know, we're not going through what a lot of
0: people are going through. So it, it keeps me grounded. Mm-hmm. What have you, What other things that you learned, you know, working in this community?
1: Uh, I've learned a lot about uh, the structure of nonprofits, um, mm-hmm. about boards, um, about different positions in the boards. We also learned that a lot of BNI. Obviously, I'm sure, the treasurer sure. and secretary of the BNI in Roxbury. Um, but it also um, taught me a lot about um, what you need to do on the fore forehand to give back so that the community you can help them financially. So a lot of times, most banks want your business, mm-hmm, but how often do they do they give you business? Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. just not something that they talk about. So I, I think that pay it forward uh,
0: mentality works. Honestly, awesome, awesome. Speaking of that, let's just get into it because again, like I said, the key thing here is making sure that you know the young entrepreneurs that are up and coming understand that process, know how to, you know, walk into a bank, walk into an institution and, and have a conversation yep. and, and, you know, get approved, or if not get approved, but how, you know, to get themselves in that position. So how, you know, walk us through that process and, you know, what kind of advice or how would you go about that, you know, letting our viewers know.
1: Absolutely. So, you know, obviously, you know, Jeff, my approach is always proactive. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of mistakes out there that um, up and coming entrepreneurs, they have the desire, they have the passion. um, But a lot of different things I see make it difficult to get funding, Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. get loans. Um, And so kind of some simple examples of that is uh, most people are entrepreneurs way before they establish their business. Yeah. You know they there is they're, that a
0: good thing or a bad thing?
1: It's a bad thing. and, and the reason why it's a bad thing is is one, um, it, it doesn't give you a sense of structure and organization. Mm. It also doesn't put the accountability on you to get get it up and going. But more importantly, um, when it comes to that. loans, the biggest thing you need is you need to be able to prove what the business is earning
0: mm-hmm, um mm-hmm.
1: and also your your credit assets and and your financial assets. And you can't really do that if you've been hiding the money in a personal account or kind of just not really um, organizing your funds. So tax returns are big um, and and also personal credit's big. So people kind of get the loan when they need it, Mm -hmm. not proactively planning for it down the line when they want to expand, when they want to level up. Um, So there's definitely uh, some focuses around that, that you could easily just structure your business, register it through city hall, even if it's a sole proprietor business uh, where you're not looking to, register an LLC or a corporation because mm-hmm. it's just you acting in your own capacity. Um, but it's always better to do that as soon as possible. Yeah. I'll even give you a small example. At Eastern Bank, uh, we have an express loan product that gets you quick loans. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but you have to be a business customer for six months if you're a sole proprietor. Yeah. So I tell people, even if you're not ready yet, open the account. Oh. That six months is going to be ticking. When you are ready, it, it will already have come to fruition at that point where we can review that.
0: Absolutely. That's something, like, a lot of people don't know some and don't wait. understand. Like, what kind of story would you tell us about, you know, basically something that happened like that? Have you had some, you know, somebody to actually listen and actually open up an account and, you know, and then, you know, six months or a year down late, down the line, you know, they got approved for top loan. Do you have any success stories that you could share or anything like that?
1: Absolutely. So, <clears> uh, <throat> I mean, so this was a, a gentleman, uh, my friend Roger, that ultimately he had a sole proprietorship first. Mm-hmm which he had registered a DBA for, um, but then ultimately what ended up happening was he was starting a new kind of division to his business, which mm-hmm. is going to be centered around real estate primarily. Uh, his sole proprietorship was um, helping clients find listings. Okay. He decided to go on his own. Um, so, you know, through that process, he had made a, a good amount of money had helped a lot of clients, built up his brand and reputation. Um, wasn't where he needed to be at all when I first met him two years ago, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, primarily because of credit. Um, but we, did, we, didn't, we didn't throw him out. You know, we, we didn't say give up. You yeah, know, we yeah. ultimately started a three-month plan where I revisit him every three months to talk about. Um, he added a couple of things I recommended, like two credit card lines. He also took out a personal loan. That
0: is that easy to get? I mean, for people who have... Because that's one of the things, like, at some point, I remember when I was in college, um, actually high school, um, first bank account I would opened up, um, I was advised to, you know, make sure I pay my debt on, on time, right. Absolutely. you know, um, stay, was it 35, only use up to 35% of the, uh, my, uh, my limit. Yep. So I maintained those things, you know, throughout my whole, you know, college career. And I remember, you know, after college, you know, that bill started coming in and, you know, it wasn't the same right. thing anymore. Right. And my my um my credit plummeted. My credit score plummeted down to like five hundred. It was just like, man, what am I gonna do? So I go, I, you know, I'm at seven, almost close to eight hundred, and it went down. So it wasn't until I spoke to somebody and that was able to say, okay, you know, you could uplift your credit. You could, you know, work on some things to, you know, to fix that. And then one of those advice was that, like, okay, add a line of credit. You know what I mean? And I was able, you know, because I have parents. My parents was able to help me out with that. So is that something that actually you know I, I know, I know it worked, but is that something for the most people that, you know, would you advise people mm-hmm. to do as far as, you know, adding a line of credit or?
1: Absolutely. And I mean, a personal line of credit. So you, you have to fix your, fix your personal first because ultimately you are going to be a guarantor on whatever business loan you have. Mm-hmm. So they're going to look at your individual as well um, as a reflection of, you know, your credit worthiness. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to touch base on, on what you talked about, there's a lot of secured card options out there. Where you can put money down, get a credit card, and then show your worthiness over time by yeah. making on-time payments. Um, as we know, on-time payments is thirty-five percent of our credit score. Mm. So a lot of people think, oh, well, I have a thousand-dollar limit. I pay it all off every month. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You actually should leave some on the bill because that shows your credit utilization. Yeah. So usually, typically, they ask you to stay within fifteen to thirty percent, like you you mentioned. Yeah. Uh, I was paying a bill all like on time, full. For like two years, my score went up 25 points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I started leaving larger balances, not large balances, but 30% of the max limit.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and
1: my score went up to 740 in a year and a half. Absolutely, yeah. So, you know, don't think paying it all off is what builds credit because our, our creditors want to see that you rely on that, but mm-hmm. you still can be responsible and paid. Absolutely.
0: So obviously, so now, Mike, from what it seems that, you know, somebody comes to you, you basically handhold, you know. Yeah. I mean, hold their hands and, and basically walk them to the finish line if, you know, obviously if they're serious and, you know, they're worthy of, you know, whatever it is that they, they're looking for, correct?
1: Yeah, I go, I mean, I go above and beyond. I mean, I walk people, like even in Cambridge at my office at 647 Mass Ave, I walk people right to City Hall. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of break down the differences between the businesses, why you would do one versus the other. I mean, I've I even OJ. I went to a Government Center with them mm. um, to get that business registered and up and awesome, running.
0: Awesome! So I awesome. kind
1: of like to meet clients where they're at. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, not say, oh, well, you need to have all this stuff, or I'll talk to you when when I'm ready or when you're ready. I like to meet them where they're at and kind of kind of show them a, a plan or a guidelines to get to where they need to go in a certain amount of time.
0: Absolutely.
1: As, obviously, a plan is always the important piece, so I I really help with that.
0: Absolutely. And that's really what it is. Like I said, I mean, whether or not that you know you ready or you think you're ready or you're not ready typically you're still going to need a plan because you know whatever it is that you you want to get you want to you want to achieve there still needs a plan to get to that level you know what I mean so it's all about like I said as I mentioned earlier it's all about the relationship on that person to guide you to say okay this is what you need to do this is what you should do to get you to that level you know a lot of time there are people that are you know, uh, um, smart enough or have the uh, um what's the word I'm looking for, has the you know, intelligence yeah. to get themselves prepared before they come see you. You know what I mean? But typically anybody could come and have that conversation. It just is just taking yourself and saying, Okay, I wanna do this and just walk up to you or Absolutely. you know, find a person that need that wants to help, right?
1: Right, right. And just to elaborate on that, I mean, I really think it comes down to leveraging your resources. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a branch manager. We have several different products. There's a lot of different finances that that you have to kind of assess. but I, I have experts. i don't I don't try to you know understand in full capacity taxes. I have a great tax accountant. I have a business attorney. Um, so, And that's even me at my level. So I think a lot of times what elevated me is when I stopped kind of asking my friends how to how to do those things. Mm-hmm. And when I started always demanding that I go to an expert in the field, that really helped me kind of understand holistically um, the next steps for myself. And that's what I see in small business owners. Small business owners that do really well, they have their own attorney. They have their own mm-hmm. tax accountant. They have their own uh, public accountant, uh, cert- CPA. So there's a lot of different... Um, avenues, but the key is expert advice is going to guide you there much quicker, um, which is the ultimate goal.
0: Absolutely. And that's one thing I want to say. I wanted to ask you about the challenges that a lot of people face. From my experience, it's, it's typically the relationships that you need to leverage. You know, a lot of times that's the Absolutely. challenge. Like, you know, a lot of us, I don't think anybody's born with knowing or, or has it. You know what I mean? You have to learn um, it. You, ha- you have to get it from somewhere. So it's typically finding the expert. Where it comes to, like you just said, you know, you need a CPA to teach you to tell you how you should line up your, uh, how you should set up your business, right? right? It's the CFO that tells you how much money, how you should spend your money. It's the, um, you know, the 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 um, the insurance guy to tell you how to protect right. your business. It's, it's the banker that will tell you, okay, this is the document you need. This is how you should, you know, this is what you need to, you know, to get approved, right? right. So what are the challenges that, I mean, besides those things that you think that, you know, a lot of people would face or, you know, challenges a lot of people just even create for them, right? I think, yeah, I, th-
1: I think, that, and that's a good question. I think it really comes down to kind of all the things that we're talking about right now, but it also comes down to um, the thought process, you mm-hmm. know, you, we, we learn by trial by error. Absolutely. Right, so as, a, as an entrepreneur and business owner, so kind of, Statistics are the toughest time is the first year to two years. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Most businesses do not continue to make it um, if the need isn't great enough or the demand isn't great enough or just if their finances aren't in order to continually um, cover operating expenses for the business, Absolutely, right? Yeah. So a lot of times you're not going to know the troubles or the difficulties your business might go through. That's where the, you know, the ability to adapt comes in. Mm-hmm. But the experts are going to be able to tell you, you know, you need to have insurance for this ahead of time before something happens. Or Absolutely. you need to proactively start building your credit ahead of time because you will need a loan in six to nine months if your business is, in fact, successful. So a lot of times, it's just I think mentally we we try to assume what it's going to be like, um, but it always helps to just get get advice um, way before you're at that point, um, just to kind of set you on the right path.
0: Absolutely, man. That's a great way to elaborate on that. Um, what's the biggest thing about you know when it comes to communication, communicating with you know let's um, just somebody sitting across from you? Um, how's that conversation? That's, you know what I mean when. When it comes time, because a lot of times black people are, are so tough. Yep. You know what I mean? To, I mean, not, you know, well, a lot of people, but black people mostly, so tough to, to tell you their financial situation. To tell right. you what's the biggest thing, um, challenge as far as communicating to, to get that? Absolutely. I mean, I think, and, and this
1: is just kind of my personal feelings, not necessarily the way I communicate with them, but uh-huh. um, there, there's, there's progress in truth. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times we, we suffer in a community where we're not even fully honest with ourselves about our capabilities and where we're at financially. Mm-hmm. So it is, it is difficult. Um, but what I do is just empathize. Uh, you know, obviously, I, I tell them my background. I came from a poor background. I, you know, I, I've increased my credit in a short period of time. And I, but I also let them know the seriousness of the more I know, the more I can help. Mm-hmm. Right. So and, it, and it's never it's never a no Maybe that's why they're delayed and they maybe have some reservations about talking about those things.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But a no
1: now means yes later if we do the right thing.
0: Absolutely. So absolutely. you always
1: have to focus on, you know, that's what I reiterate to my customers is focusing on the goal. Um, most people cannot give you, uh, most banks cannot give you a loan without seeing those taxes, without seeing those finances. So um, in all actuality, it's, it, it's nice to kind of project but accuracy comes in the details and that's what's going to get you approved is this looking line by line as to where the holes are you know how the finances have been what's your what's your P&L mm-hmm. um you know all those things come into play there so it's better to know that upfront than to you know even as a business owner time is limited right time mm-hmm. is our most valuable asset you don't want to waste a lot of time and then get a know anyways Indeed. it's better to start that process and just kind of um come clean if you will just so that you can kind of ideally put yourself in a better situation when
0: you're ready yeah how would you empower or more so or advice you know somebody right now that may be thinking about coming to see you or maybe thinking about okay what do i do to to start getting myself to that level
1: um so let's start with empowerment what i like to do for my business clients so one of the and this is just a small example but one of the things I do is we at Eastern Bank, obviously, we have a lot of clients coming in. We get a regular amount of traffic. A lot of startup entrepreneurs need traffic mm-hmm, right, mm-hmm. To, to bring visibility to their business or bring visibility to what they do. Um, I set up a table every month just to kind of highlight my business customers, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, especially if it's a newer business. And so little things like that go a long way. And, and I kind of take the initiative to give them clients. You know, I, awesome. I think that that's the best way you can empower a business is by giving them some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I see a, a diverse market. You know, I see all types of clients um, that have different needs and different wants. So I like to partner my clients together because they actually ends up helping both parties. Absolutely. Um, so it's good to always have that networking piece of frame of mind. As far as advice. Like I said, I just, I just try to teach them to avoid the proactive mistakes that, that most people make. You know, most people wait till the last minute to get a loan when they need it. The truth is your debt to income is one of the factors, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if you pay a lot in debt and you don't earn a lot of income, that number could prevent you from getting a loan even if you have uh, mm-hmm. great credit. So it's all about assessing you know, how much am I paying out? Can I really afford this um, ahead of time? So I always tell people before they do a loan, Start getting your debt low. Yeah. Like you, you were advised, where most people are at a high level of debt, which is why they want the loan. Mm. Um, so, once again, it's really
0: just a, a different mentality. So, I mean, it seems like I said, like I said, from my experience, that a relationship with a banker is, is mandatory. Mandatory. At all times. Yeah. A, a relationship with, you know, especially you, entrepreneur, entrepreneur, you're in business, you need to have those relationships of mentor, CPA, or CFO. Uh, a banker um insurance people right like i mean you got to have a whole team those that's what it takes you got to have a whole team and that's the team you know a lot of time you might be a a entrepreneur you know a a one-man operation but you can never do anything on your own you need that you need the marketing guys you need all these guys to help you level up correct absolutely yeah uh Uh, so i mean i know you said you know you you cross a lot of uh, um your clients so I'm waiting for a $4 million client. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm working on it. I'm working on it for on me to, it. you, actually. You know what I mean? To, 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 to start marketing their property and getting a sale. And, you absolutely. Know, and
1: one of the things I'll, I'll add, too, and just kind of a story <clears throat> that happened just today, that's why it's fresh on my mind. You never know where people are going to be at um, at any point in time. So I, I always kind of keep a regular contact with my clients. Absolutely. Like today, uh, my buddy actually, uh, his grandmother's looking to buy an additional property and use her equity to buy that secondary house,
0: mm-hmm, mm. uh,
1: that investment. Um, and the, believe it or not, I've known this guy for 10 years and he was not as responsible as he is now. Um, but their property's worth $1.9 Wow.
0: Okay. I can is, help with that. And this
1: is a two family house in Cambridge. Mm. So as you see equities like going up and up and up. Um, it makes rent expensive, but the, the benefit is the value in the property, property and what you can do with, with that it. additional um, equity um, is incredible. So now we're going to be working on a solution for him to get him an equity line that he can draw off that and buy the property, sure. um, which is a property in Dorchester, wow. actually, that they're looking to do with three family.
0: Exactly. And then again, when you have a relationship with a banker like that, you can start prepping and getting you to that place, right?
1: Right. And his biggest concern was, in all honesty, he's like, well, I'm on the deed my credit's not good but you know ultimately being on the deed doesn't necessarily mean you're paying for the mortgage so Mm -hmm. now we've kind of identified who are the parties in his family that actually would be the best suitable candidates Mm -hmm. and actually are on the mortgage to to do that application Wow. whereas if he went in on his own and just applied
0: you know you're
1: not going to get the outcome you're looking for
0: exactly exactly hey people it's, it's important it's mandatory to have relationship with banker insurance broker um, life insurance, business insurance, marketing. It's its good to have a team of reliable resources to go out and talk to them and ask them and, and give you advice on how to level up and how to better yourself, how to empower yourself and your family and create for your kids, for your future generation. So it's important to have relationships, to leverage relationships with these bankers. Mike, Absolutely. I appreciate you. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Jeff. As a guest, I wanted to give you a leveling up pen. Oh, I am Leveling ready you up this. as all my guests. Okay. So appreciate you. Thank you. Everybody, thank you for tuning in. Absolutely. Leveling up. Out.